<laughs> Just give me a smile. No, that's a proper smile. Yeah. <laughs> okay, who are we? Okay, yeah. Let's go on the top again. Alright, who are we? Who are we? Who are we? We are Holy Spirit empowered. Servants like, like Jesus. Jesus. We are. We are. We are the hospitable family of Jesus. We are. We are strategic missionaries for Jesus. We are disciples devoted to Jesus. We are helping people find and follow Jesus. We, we are. are. We, we are, are City Gates. We are City Gates. Oh my God, you like, nailed it! Memory kicked in. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Thanks for coming. Last week, Laura and I were doing announcements. We made an appeal. Please come. So thank you. Thank you for coming. Um, this is really. Uh, in many ways, in, in, or in some ways, our, our, our family update. This is Judah, by the way. This is They're Loretta. My They're my oh, assistants. wow. <laughs> He's already going off script. This is not going well. Because we practice many, many times. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it's really, more than that, it's, it's a, a City Gates family update. And so that's, that's why we're so casual in our stools. And uh, we, we want to share a little bit about what's happening. Some of you guys know parts of the story already, especially those of, of you in our community group, and, and so others uh, will know less, but uh, hopefully you'll get a sense of what's happening for us in the, in the near future. Um, and thanks again to, to Vic, to Mike for this opportunity, and uh, yeah, I mean, for, for us is really looking back and looking ahead, so a little bit more on that. But Loretta, could you start us off with prayer? Sure. God, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you. God, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to be in our midst uh, tonight, um, that you would help Toby and I and Judah to share a bit of our story, that we could encourage and and spur um, City Gates on, members of City Gates, um, people we love. Um, So thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, Yeah, in Jesus' name I pray. I swear we practiced a lot. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> why are we moving to Cornell? Or, like, why are we doing this? Why are we up here in the first place? That's, that's a good question. Why are we up here and why are we moving to Cornell? We are moving to uh, Cornell, British Columbia in, about, in two months' time. I will be driving uh, off. And there's obviously many ways to answer that question. Having given it some thought, I... I think that the, the base answer is really this uh, sense of movement. And there's another slide there. Um, is that as, as you know, we look in this book, as we, we do every weekend and as we do daily, um, we see that there's movement from the first chapter and pages onward. There's this sense of movement. And this word sojourner... Um, which Loretta picked up as we've been reading through the Seeing Jesus together and as we've been working through the Old Testament. You know, Abraham identifies himself as a sojourner, this sense of this kind of temporary short stop. Now, it could be that uh, you, it's, it could be short or longer, but it's that you're resident in a place that is not your home. And so there's this sense of movement. The, the Israelites, the, the, the kind of um, the prophecy is that they're going to be sojourners in the land of Egypt. They were there for 400 years. They're in a land not their own, and there is a sense of movement. Of course, when Jesus gets on the scene, the, 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 the big word, the final word is two letters, go. Or in English, it's two letters, go. 
Go, go out. Make disciples uh, in, in the nations. And interestingly enough, the first, you may know this, the first term, the, the name of, of the group of Christians uh, were the, the people of the way. And that word way literally means road or journey or path, but it also means the way of salvation, the way of the Lord. And, and so there's this sense of movement all throughout. And finally, just to highlight that, um, Paul helps us put it together. He says, in Christ, us foreigners now find our home and citizenship in heaven. Like that's, that's actually this whole other piece. And then because of that, we are no longer, we, we, are, we are then uh, sojourners in this land because this is not our home. This is not our final destination. You don't only live once. We remind you that all the time. Um, and, and so there's a sense where God is on the move and by God's grace, and I mean by God's grace, uh, for Loretta and I and, 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 our, and our family now, this has meant moving actual locations. I don't think it means you need your passport filled with stamps, although that's cool. Um, I, I don't think it means that you have to move to Quinnell, although that would be great too. Um, but, but it does mean that maybe we should have a go-bag. You know what a go-bag is? It's usually like you know, parents who are in, waiting to, for the kids to come. right? You should have a go-bag. That's what I'm told. Uh, or, or maybe you live in a place where there, there, you, there are emergency preparedness and you are ready to go. It means that we put our time and our energy and resources in sending and going. And uh, we are privileged that we are part of this family uh, here at City Gates. Advanced movement, of course, our larger, wider family. Movement is literally in the name, so there it is. Um, and for us, there's been this pattern of moving. Yeah. Um, wait, you're going too fast. What are these like patterns, or like what is the pattern of your life that we're heading to? Where is the, why are we doing this and moving forward? So, Judah, I'm gonna yeah maybe for those of us um, who don't know um, a bit of bit of a background um, for us. So, Toby and I were married almost 18 years ago. Um, and Toby joined me uh, in Fort Albany, Ontario, which is a First Nations reserve off the coast of the James Bay. I don't know if you know your geography. I think we're going to... Interior has to get out of here. Oh, sorry. It's... So what am I saying? Yeah, just let it... Just... Okay. Can you hear me? Is this better? Okay, sorry. So should I start that again? Don't touch it. <laughs> just leave it. I don't... Should I just not Fort Albany. Move? We got it. Go for it. Fort Albany. Okay, so uh, we were married, um, so I, we were engaged while I was up there for a year. Then he moved up there, and he was a teacher on, um, in Fort Albany while I was nursing. So we were quite young in our early 20s. We were very optimistic, but also very naive. I think um, it was a really hard season for us to first year of marriage, being very isolated, fl- fly-in community of a 1,000 people. So after a brief season, we saw God really open up the doors for us to move to Vancouver. So Toby pursued his graduate studies there while I uh, worked in the ICU and Emerge. Yeah, so there we actually kind of stumbled upon a, a church plant. We didn't know it at the time. Uh, we had friends there, and it was a church that was had just kind of existed for, I think, uh, maybe a year or two uh, and planning stage before. And that was really our kind of first sense of, oh, there's this, there's this way of 
moving forward the uh, mission and gospel of Jesus through planting new gospel communities. And that, our eyes were really, um, were really open to that. And from there, as we finished about four years in Vancouver, uh, we joined a Wycliffe Bible Translator, so it was a mission organization. That journey actually sent us to Tanzania as our assignment, so that's in East Africa. So I'm going to talk a little bit about our time in Dar es Salaam. So in 2012, we arrived in Dar es Salaam after a lot of transition. So we had taken Judah, who was one at the time, to move to Tanzania. And we were, in eight to nine months, I think I had counted that he had slept in 10 different beds. We were in... Uh, doing language school in one city for a few months and then trying to settle in another city at the same time. So there was a lot of transition at the end. Um, in all of that, I got pregnant, came back to Canada, um, had Brie, and then moved back again. And um, I think at that time, it was God's grace to us. I think in his sovereignty, he found it fitting for us to settle in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. And to be honest, that year and a half was really... Uh, we moved around so much, and and so it was just like, yes, so many hard things. Um, and on top of that, we actually really struggled to find a home church. Yeah, and uh, during that time, we met a, a couple, actually two two couples, uh, two families, uh, Sheshi and uh, Trudy Kaniki. There's a picture of them there. Um, and uh, they were... There, they, they actually were moving back into the city. Sheshi is a Tanzanian by, by birth, by nationality, and he sensed a, a call from God to return home. Actually, not unlike Lawrence, who returned home. Uh, and so they were giving this info session about starting this church, and uh, we ended up diving straight in. It was about planting a gospel-centered community, and it really completely changed how we saw our lives. It was from surviving life with two small kids in, um, in a developing country where, you know, um, power and electricity, all these things are, are, are difficult and it's tropical, it's really hot. Uh, it went from just surviving to actually, we're, we're here for the city now. We're, we, we're, our, our eyes are out for our neighbors. We're, uh, we're praying for the city. And, um, yeah, it just completely changed our outlook. Sure. Um, yeah, God's tribal. This was the first church I think that I felt I was part of that really emphasized the gospel and em- emphasized the message of grace. Much of the sermons were centered around the gospel, um, the good news of Jesus, and grace. Um, I think um, I would say up until that point, I understood being a Christian meant like there was so much focus on the moment, the one moment, the one prayer that you pray to be a Christian. And then after that, you just read the Bible and you try to follow all the rules to be a good person. Um, And for me, so when I prayed and I I did good things, it was because I should do these things. And in the end, that all just, I fell flat on my face because I realized I couldn't do that on my own. Um, And this is where, sorry, you moved this and now I'm... (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) 
So, um, yeah, but this is, so that is not the gospel. And I think the gospel is recognizing that we are all broken and that we all need Jesus and that Jesus doesn't need us. He doesn't need us to serve him or worship him. Um, But when we humbly recognize that we can't do it um, on our own, we, um, we, we can actually have forgiveness of sin and new life. Um, and this new life is through faith. And this is only based on the work that was done on the cross. Um, and this is only based on the Holy Spirit's work um, in us. So being part of God's tribe, a gospel-centered church, we really experienced freedom, um, joy, and growth. And we experienced the Holy Spirit in new ways um, Again, experiencing God's word just come alive to us. So overall, this journey with God's tribe was such a gift to us, and we were forever changed. Um, I know that so much so that we wanted to focus our lives to learn more about church planting and growing in our faith that centers around the gospel. Okay, so that was six years, six plus years. Yeah, that's good. Um, and that picture you see is actually six years to the month. It was June. It was our last photo with uh, Sheshi and Trudy. We didn't have the foresight at that time to take a picture with Vic and Tanya, um, because but that that's where we met them at this global conference. And, and some of you here were just at a global conference in the UK like uh, a month ago. And I don't know if your uh, uh, um, photo service phone thing, if they do the, you know, the, do you remember this? And you're like, ooh, this is how it looked. Um, or also, you, you, you look at that and you're like, when I look at that, I'm like, I, I see a, 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 a very, you didn't look at it. Toby is very confused because he has no idea what's going to happen. There was a massive unknown in front of us. We didn't know what church we would land at. We didn't know what jobs or work we would, would be in. Um, as Lauren mentioned, we, we didn't know whether were we were going to resign from Wycliffe or not. Uh, we didn't know we'd have another kid. That was a surprise. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and graciously, as we explored these, uh, Vic and Tanya, along with Mike and Lawrence, uh, as elders, they, they welcomed us to City Gates. The reason why I can look out here and see familiar faces is, be, is because of that, that happening. So that the, all the unknowns of that, Toby, I get to sit here and look at people I know. And, and that's the amazing thing about reminding yourself and looking back and saying, wow, God, you've been so good. I, I get to speak now to people who I know and share and have this update. One of the unknowns, as we mentioned, was... Um, is church planting for us and for me specifically uh, possibly leading a church plant. So I did that by sitting with the elders here at City Gates. I did that by joining a church planting uh, course through Advance. And the end result of was that actually was, no, it's, it's not. It's, I, don't, I, I didn't feel like this was, it was for me to be sent out as a lead church planter. However, in terms of church planting itself as a way forward for the gospel and, and for church, new church uh, gospel communities? Absolutely. My hand was up. The, the next question was, where is the next church plant? I want to go there. Where is it? And that was actually answered when Lawrence and Liz shared with us. We were actually in Mike and Edwina's backyard, uh, and he had been speaking with you know, uh, Vic and, and 
before, and, and they announced that, yep, this is, this is happening. Lawrence, Liz, they're moving uh, to Quesnel, British Columbia. And immediately, uh, I was thinking, okay, this is something to consider. This is something to explore. Um, so much so that two years ago, in 2020, pre-pandemic, um, we booked a f- trip out to see Quesnel. Lawrence and Liz weren't even there yet. We were like, let's go check it out. And, and that was kind of the idea. That, that was kind of my process. Loretta, what, what was going through your mind? So, so my experience was um, quite different, actually. Um, when Lawrence and Liz first shared, again, I distinctly remember being in Mike and Edwina's backyard, and I actually remember feeling super excited for them. It brought back a lot of good memories of being part of a church plan at uh, God's tribe, um, and I was really excited, but the key word was for them, like, <laughs> and I was willing to support them. I wanted to pray for them, support them, send them, like, send them out from a distance. Um, I honestly could not see myself moving to a small town, um, small town BC. Having lived, we had lived in Vancouver, I was like, okay, maybe in the lower mainland, like somewhere there. But I could not um, see myself moving to small town British Columbia. But clearly, God had other plans. Shortly after Lawrence and Liz shared their news, there was one specific Sunday at, we were still at the St. Francis Center. And um, I remember seeing Lawrence and Liz, were, I mean, Lawrence and Toby, sorry, Lawrence and Toby were standing by the doors. They were just talking. And um, this is one of the very rare prophetic moments that um, I've had in my life. But in that quick moment, I heard the Holy Spirit say, those two are going to plant a church together. And because I didn't want it to be true, <laughs> I didn't share this with Toby. I kept it to myself. So I was open to visiting Quinnell, but I, in my posture of my heart was that I was not willing to move there. Um, so, yes. <laughs> um, so this past fall, something important happened. Can you tell us a little more about what happened then? Yeah. Um, it was October 3rd, and uh, probably many of you were there. We were welcoming um, Lawrence and Liz back. We set up all our tents that we have in the, the field beside the waypoint, and it was, it was like, a, I, I would describe it as like a glorious, sunny October Sunday, um, and it was beautiful, and it was great. Um, it, it also happened to be the day that um, Sheshi passed away from uh, a, a very aggressive brain cancer, and, and I know a lot of you know uh, that, and have, we're, we're praying for him, and so... Yeah, that that day meant so much, like, in terms of um, his passing, Lawrence and Liz, and the message they gave of the work that had already been going on in uh, Quinnell. And, um, yeah, like, I, I, I would say that Sheshi, he, he believed in me more than I believed in myself. So it was, it was all those things. And um, I think you're going to say more, right, Lorena? Um. Yeah, for me, so I didn't make it out that morning. I think Elijah was sick that morning, and um, it wasn't live streamed, so I just found this, and it, and it wasn't random, but I found um, a sermon by Matt Chandler, um, and I was actually trying to think of something. How can I encourage Trudy during this time, during her loss? 
and um, it was um, a sermon by Matt Chandler, who's a pastor in Texas with a church called uh, the Village Church. And near the end of that sermon, he specifically asked, you know, what does obedience look like for you to step out all the more in obedience to Jesus Christ? What is that next step? Where have you felt conviction and have delayed obedience? And for me, I knew right away that God was like just kind of <laughs> just, you know, putting his finger on me and just saying, yep, you know what that is. Um, and that was moving to Quinnell. And Matt Chandler put it like this, that, you know, Jesus is not an add-on. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm a wife, you know, I'm a nurse, I'm a mom, and I'm just going to add on Jesus to my life. Christ is my life. And how am I, how am I, if I really believe this, how am I living that way? So I knew in that moment that I needed to, like if I really was saying, Jesus is my Lord and Christ is my life, I knew at that moment that I needed to surrender to God when it came to Quinell. And I recognized that I was actually being disobedient in these last two years. Um, and I think of Trudy actually, and part of her story was that Sheshi, when they were living in South Africa, he has his PhD in economics working. They had, a, you know, they had young children. They could have had a very nice life in Johannesburg, but he was thinking, I, I, I feel this call to move back to Tanzania. And Trudy said no. And it took her eight years before she actually got on board and was like, okay, yes, I will go. And that was in 2012. And I actually think about, it crossed my mind, wow, what if she never came? What if she never obeyed and actually moved, then I would have, I would not be the person that I am today. I also crossed my mind if, um, if God wants me in Quinell, not that he needs me there, but if he wants me in Quinell, who am I to say no? Oh, I also wanted to mention one thing. Um, so back in November, I did have the opportunity to go back to Tanzania to be with Trudy after Sheshi had passed away. And there was actually a piece of me that wondered, oh, I'm going back. Maybe God's going to call me back to Tanzania. Um, and God was just so kind and gentle with me. Um, I even shared, so that was really quite fresh, like from October to November, it was still quite fresh. We're, we're being open to God and praying about things. Um, and I shared with some of my good friends, including Trudy, about what God was doing in our lives. And um, I just felt it was so fitting because the last night I was in Dar es Salaam, it was, um, my friend was like, oh, why don't you come over for dinner? And it happened to be the, this usual Monday place for me where I would go the last couple of years in Tanzania, I would go and, and be praying with a bunch of women. And so it was some of the same faces that I saw that evening. And um, this friend of mine owns, it's, it's a restaurant and a store that she, she called Injiani's, which is Kiswahili for on the way or the way. And I just felt I was, I was driving away. I felt it dawned on me that God was saying, Loretta, you are on your way. And not on your way back to Tanzania, but on your way um, to Cornell. Um, so that was quite significant for me. I remember the, at the end of that service with Lawrence and Liz, um, Vic said, hey, let's, let's pray for people to go. 
to Quinnell, and um, I prayed, <laughs> as I, hopefully you did too. And there was this moment where we were, of course, we were, we were not together, separate that morning, and it, I, my memory is we were, it was on the phone. She was like, how was, how was the service? How was, I just said, we're going to Quinnell. And she said, okay. And I was, I was floored, because I was like, <laughs> I didn't expect the okay. Uh, so that's really, like, that, from that moment on, it was like, how can we get to Quinnell by September, kind of. That, that's kind of where our minds were at. Um, Judah, you're young. Uh, can you tell, uh, tell us a little bit more about Quinnell, actually? So we are going to move on to just kind of share a little bit about our time in March through some photos that were taken. Um, I think so. I'm not sure. Yes. So uh, there you can see uh, that. At, like you probably can't see that, but um, there's two rivers. So Quinell, um, hence uh, Lawrence has named the church Two Rivers Church, but there's the Fraser River and the Quinell River that actually meet. Um, so one of the rivers is kind of at the back there that you can see. Um, and this is, yeah, Toby's fancy drone footage drone that shot. he, yeah, his epic <laughs> drone shot. Um, yeah, of our time in March. Um, the next photo is us um, with Lawrence and Liz um, in their house. And the next photo, as well as a picture of our the team that they've already been kind of gathering in Quinell. Um, it's already bigger. It's like, I think, 14 people now, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With kids. Yeah. And this last uh, photo is a picture of the footbridge, where this is where I think Lauren's uh, Lauren story also began because he was just, his heart was broken over so much um, of what he was seeing at the bridge. A lot of people that were struggling with alcoholism, a lot of people struggling with substance use disorders that he would often find um, at this bridge. So every Sunday right now, part of their ministry is to go out in the afternoons. And people, it was, it was neat. We were only there for one Sunday, but I drove up and there were already people sitting there waiting for them. Um, and they will have food ready. Uh, they'll distribute clothes if they need to. But really, it's just very informal time of Liz and Lawrence will just sit and talk and, and just build relationships with people and pray for them. But it's all, it's very optional. It's like, you know, it just kind of come as you are mentality. And it's just a beautiful, yeah, beautiful thing to see. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and this was a, a Sunday inside, actually. The next photo is inside a, a church that's quite close to where this a bridge ministry is. And over the, the months that they've been there, they connect with Lawrence. Lawrence began to preach. Uh, that's Lawrence preaching back there behind the pole or in front of the pole. And uh, a church that was really struggling, like really, really struggling in terms of members and leadership. Uh, and so Lawrence was preaching a sermon series, I think through Philippians, and uh, doing just reviving you know, life in that church. So much so that that was uh, almost three months ago. We connected with them last week. Um, there's some serious talks about what it would look like for two rivers to actually take over this church. Uh, and, and two rivers would, would really, in terms of the building and, and, and all, all the aspects and operations of it, which is, which is huge. I mean, it's, it's just a, a huge thing. I mean, they've been there, you know, almost just two years now. Uh, since we've left, they started a children's ministry. Um, and, and we know that just ongoing is discipleship. You know, Lawrence... It, he is a busy man. He, in terms of meeting with people, um, on uh, I think it was uh, on Easter weekend, Good Friday, at a, a, a gathering of, of multiple churches, Lawrence was able to preach, and uh, people were, hey, who's this guy? We we want to check out, you know, what this Two Rivers Church is about. So there's just there's there's probably more than that than I can even tell. So um, things are moving, things are happening, and uh, we're excited to be joining this team and seeing uh, how we can be of help, uh, yeah. Um, so what are some uh, next, oh, yeah, some next steps. Well, um, I think if we, yeah, uh, sure, let's do that. Uh, <laughs> what are some next steps? I was thinking of um, heart and home. Uh, heart in terms of, like, leaving well here and saying goodbyes, and we've already, we're learning that, in a household of six, we will all handle this differently and in different moments. And there's laughter and there's tears and there's all over the place. Um, we're also, in terms of heart, in terms of our, our four children, we're, we're really excited. They're going to be in one school. This year, they're in three schools, separate schools. In one school, it's actually a Christian school, North Caribou Christian School. We're going to give that a go and see how, how, it, how it goes. North, yes, North Caribou. Um, <laughs> Uh, and and on my, my, my prayer, our prayer is that they would find one friend. And maybe this is aiming low, but I, in, in my experience, you just need one friend. Like just one friend. Uh, and so that is our prayer for every single one of them. Uh, and home, uh, we are packing. Uh, we have lots of boxes. They're not filled, per se, but I have boxes uh, <laughs> ready to go. And we're also, we don't yet have a home on that side. So we do feel the time is ticking to have a roof overheads a little bit, so um, that would be really big prayer request. And uh, Laura, I don't know if you were updated with um, uh, work or that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so I think I've been really encouraged. I, I just feel um, God's hand on me specifically in my journey as a, as a nurse. So leaving, Tan um, leaving Canada to live in Tanzania, I had to let go of my nursing license. Um, the college told me, oh, if you're leaving the country, you know, there's no way that, you know, we'll give you a license or we can license you. There's like no pathway for me just to pay into a non, 
you know, non-practicing status. So I, it was really um, such a step of faith for me to just release that to God and say, okay. Um, and I've, yeah, just been just really encouraged coming back to Canada, being able to have my license reinstated, which was a lot of work. Um, and then actually recently starting a master's in nursing and having um, the opportunity to to have a pretty um, significant interview. Um, there's a University of Northern British Columbia that's um, a, a, like in based out of Prince George, but they actually have a campus in Quesnel. So that was something I did not know. Um, and I was just really encouraged. I don't know, I don't have news about that job, but if that happens, really that is just glory to God and a testimony. Um, of his goodness and faithfulness to me. Um, but even if it doesn't work out, I just feel like I've been able to make some really good connections and having that has been such an encouragement to me in terms of my work there. Mm -hmm. um, if we go back to that picture of the paper, uh, Liam, this was, um, I believe in February where we kind of finally told the kids, okay, that, like we're not just visiting Quinnell, like we, we're, the, the, we are we're moving there. Like that's that's the outlook, and uh, so we made this uh, prayer list. Uh, there are some some things that are checked off. Uh, we have uh, renters uh, for our home, which is uh, another story in itself, which is which is a huge blessing. Um, but yeah, we're still you know we're still praying that list, and we're uh, looking ahead. So um, Judah, I don't know if you could share a little bit about yeah how you're feeling and how you're processing things. slowly kind of hinted at it because even in like 2020 we didn't we didn't know that you guys were actually visiting we thought it was just like a, like a, like you're just visiting our cousins right so i think that's good because like if you did it like too early and then you said oh actually we'll leave your stay here mind your business don't <laughs> <laughs> so you know <laughs> yes i did <laughs> Oh my gosh, we 
So yes, feelings all over the place. <laughs> uh, I wanted to yeah, finish uh, our time here. We are, yeah, we are driving uh, on August 11th. That is the day we are going to drive off. Very graciously, my brother and sister, actually, she's cheating. She's flying to Winnipeg first. Is we're going to drive two cars uh, over, uh, over. We're going to be really patriotic and stay in Canada and three days in Ontario and then across the provinces. Um, and trying to take our time, and, and uh, that's, that's the way forward. Um, things are being packed into a container uh, on July 29th. Um, mark that on your calendars. Uh, because <laughs> uh, it's because they're going to drop a container, they're going to fill it up, and then they're going to take the container, uh, hopefully to an address at some point. Um, but that's kind of what we're, the, the countdown is real now in terms of weeks and days. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of before us. I want to finish off uh, with just three uh, encouragement and three charges uh, to you all. The first, and, and because I love Vic, they all start with P. Okay, so, <laughs> oh my gosh. And guys, guys, I, if you didn't know this, I'm a terrible speller. <laughs> I'm really bad. <laughs> and in my head, I swear it said Partner. I'm sure it said partner. Partner. Partner up. <laughs> partner up in the gospel. I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this. Um, and I, and I, I take this from you know especially Philippians where Paul talks about partnership in the gospel. And if it's true that with Lawrence and Liz, we are partners. I know Vic and uh, Lawrence chat regularly. I'm gonna you know get in on those calls or something like. If we were partners then, then, then it's at least doubly true, right? Because we, we, we are part of you. And so we are not saying goodbye in the sense of saying goodbye. We're praying for a home that can accommodate a team of visitors, okay? And, and by the way, um, Southland Church in California already beat us because they sent a, a group of, of uh, young people. Is that how? Yeah, young. University. University, like young adults, young people. Young, young adults. A team was already up there one weekend. Uh, they flew in from, from uh, California. So we are expecting to see you. We're expecting to be, continue to be partners. We will, of course, be back here to visit as well. So um, in that sense, man, we are, we're, we're all in together in this for sure. Uh, the second one, oh, good. I did spell check this one because I thought there was an extra hour. Persevere in the unknown. Persevere into the unknown. And, you know, the whole, like, idea of looking back um, at that uh, a picture from the past is to see that wow the unknowns became known and oh my gosh what a what a crazy blessing of and an a story that I could not have written like that's how I feel right now and when I look back I'm like oh my gosh these six years so many what I know if, if I knew what I knew now but God has been so good and it's it's, it's helping me to look forward and to encourage our family and our kids to say, guys, all the friends you've made here and you love and you're going to miss, you didn't know six years ago. And so now, as we step into the next journey, 
I'm asking, God, would you do it again? Would you just, would you bless us? We don't deserve it, but would you bless us? And, and it's, it's pushing us forward. And, and all of us are in some sense, actually, actually, I know. None of us know what's happening tomorrow, right? None of us know. And whatever next season we're going to be in, we need to persevere. We need to look, and look back and trust and then look forward uh, and, and really trust that God will have us. And, and I'm praying that for City Gates. I'm praying that for you guys and for our community groups. And um, it's such a privilege to, to be a part of this family. Um, finally, it is to press on. And <clears throat> this is from Philippians 3. And let me just read uh, it because Paul says it better than me. Um, he says this in verse 12 to 14. Verse, uh, chapter 3, sorry, in Philippians not that I have already obtained this. And he's talking about the resurrection of the dead and, and following Jesus and, and uh, the righteousness from God. He hasn't attained uh, all this or am already perfect. No, I'm not. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus had made, has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining toward, uh, forward to what lies ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You know, part of the, the danger of looking back too much is actually, there's a part of me, I, I made the mistake about a month ago of telling Mike, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Some days I'm like, man, is, is this the right thing? Is it? Because we, we, if you visit, we live right across from a park. It will be a fantastic place for all four, for us to grow up there. We live two minutes. I see the school that they can go to. And, and we're in a community. And, and Loretta's, by God's grace, in this a great full-time job at the University of Toronto where, as a nurse, she doesn't have shift work. And there's part of me that I'm like, wow, is this, <laughs> am I supposed to go again? You know, like, but this reminds us that, we, yet, yes, glance over your shoulder, but then press on. Press on forward. And <clears throat> I'm so glad he, then he says, just last thing, he says, brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. I have uh, been privileged to watch you guys and to follow, especially behind Vic and Mike and, and Lawrence now. And so I can say, guys, where are you going? I'm going to go. And so we can look around in our community groups. And, and I love how, how strong our community groups are. We can keep looking at each other and say, press on, press on. Come on, let's go, follow me. And so with, with a hint of, is this the right thing? And with a whole lot of, God, help us to press on, we press on. So my, that's um, my encouragement to you as well. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much uh, for letting us into your journey. You did a great job, bud, there. <laughs> little, little Toby clone. <laughs> eh? Now I know exactly what you were like. You were like <laughs> but you guys did an outstanding job. We are so excited. Uh, sad and excited. Okay? Bittersweet, coffee, lemonade. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> um, uh, but more excited than sad because it's not a goodbye. It's yeah. an until we meet again. Yeah. Um, friends, we are going to say goodbye to them properly. All right. When Lawrence and Liz left, there was this thing called pandemic. It's still kind of, you know, ambient noise, but it was really loud at that <laughs> yeah. moment. Okay. 
And uh, we we couldn't gather together uh, in any capacity in a venue to have a party. And so, uh, you know, we had a combined service here upstairs at uh, at Forestbrook and, you know, all masked up. And it was a, a service where we said goodbye. It was the best we could do. There were even limitations in terms of the capacity, but our church fitted into that capacity limit. So we were able to do that. But that was like, you know, that was not first prize in my in my, you know, I want to wear hats. I want to blow it up, thing, you know, uh, you know, uh, smoke, lights, music, food, the whole thing. Okay, and so I trust that actually this time round, you know, we'll take a bit of extra for Lawrence and Liz what we lost out, and we'll put it into your party. But we don't have that date yet. I mean, I did, I did yes. commission you with that. Yes, I'm still yes, waiting yes, for it. Maybe yes, it's the yes, spell yes. check. I don't know what it is. But as soon as I find out when we're partying, we will let you know because we do want to celebrate you. Not just send you. There's a celebration behind the sending, you know, of what God has done and what God is going to do um, in Cornell. And uh, so please be aware of that. It will be somewhere end of July, early August. August, Yeah. I mean, they would need a home or or something, or they would need something to eat after the 29th because everything's going into a container. So they might, you know, do multiple parties. I don't know. That's what I would do. But. uh, So, so just be, be aware of that. Okay, we are going to celebrate and send them out because this time around we can, you know, trusting that things don't go south. Okay, so guys, um, I'm going to pray for you and, you know, pray and, and close our meeting now as well. Um, so I want you to bow your heads uh, for a moment. And Jesus, we are so thankful, so thankful, Lord, for uh, you building your church, using uh, people who, like Isaiah said, here are my Lord send me. Uh, people who understand that they're unworthy, they, they, they cannot qualify themselves, but you're the one that qualifies us. That I, and, and when you call people uh, who are ill-equipped, you then, by your grace, equip those you call. Uh, you never send people uh, out without your presence. <laughs> you go with them and you supply them and resource them for what is, uh, for the task that is at hand. And we trust you for the max, Lord, not just for what they are going to do alongside Lawrence and Liz and Quinnell, but for what needs to be done between now mm-hmm. and August 11th. Mm-hmm. So many things on a list need to be checked off. So many uh, uh, little decisions need to be made. So many uh, uh, things need to fall into place. And we trust you that as you're calling them and as, as we're sending them uh, and celebrating them, that, that you would take care of every detail, every detail. Not just the practical things on the outside, boxes packed and those kinds of things, but I pray for those, those tender things on the inside. You know, the goodbyes that need to be said to friends and to family. Every child every, and, and, of course, parents. and, and uh, Lord, all those things that, that need to take care on the inside as well. We trust you for that too. That nothing will be left unfinished because you've gone before them. And we stand with them, Lord. And uh, we, we, we thank you so much that we get to be a part of this, that we get to multiply in that way again. Thank you that you have made us ascending church, mm-hmm. that actually we, we are not a church that is ultimately consumed with the seating capacity in whatever venue we find ourselves in, but, but we are very mindful of our ascending capacity too. Mm-hmm. And so I pray like I prayed a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I said to our church, if there's anybody here who wants to go, you know, uh, be willing to respond to God. And I'm doing it again. Lord, as they shared about where you are sending them, maybe there's people in this room who, who are stirred to go somewhere else. 
or at least to be willing to go and are waiting for you to give uh, clearer instructions or, or the next steps. Lord, we are, we are waiting our marching orders from our yeah. Commander-in-Chief, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for this family that inspires us, Lord, to stand to attention, yeah. be, to be ready. I ask these things in the name of Jesus. Yeah.